0: the greatness of God makes us think the greatness of God humbles us the greatness of God brings brokenness but the goodness of God brings joy and praise and worship and excitement and expectation see when you have a a grasp of the goodness of God you can eat your top No knowing this is just temporary the philemon yoga is coming So today I want to speak to you about the gift of strength. And over the next few weeks, I want to talk about the gifts God gives. And today I want to speak to you about the gift of strength. And during this Christmas season, we have the great privilege of spending some time together and discovering the gifts God wants to give each one of us. And today we want to find out about and accept the gift of God's strength. I'm going to read a few scriptures. 2 Corinthians 12.9, there's two portions. We're going to look at what God said and what Paul, how Paul reacted. Or how Paul re- how the revelation causes uh, Paul's response. So 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, Paul says, And he said to me, talking about God, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now here comes Paul's revelation, and change mindset. This is what Paul says. Therefore, most gladly will I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The book of Joel, or for my Puerto Ricans, Joel, uh, chapter 3, verse 10, says, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am am strong right here God is telling them change your confession to change your possession Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29 the Bible says he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak so we see here being weary and weak happens you're not in great sin because you're weary and weak you're not in great sin you're not a bad person because you get tired, you're not a bad person. Because you're sick, you're not a bad person. Because you're weary, you're not a bad person. If you're weak, but what is bad is when you don't tap into the strength that's available to you. God sees when we're weary and weak. Psalms chapter twenty-nine verse eleven. The word God. The word of God says, "The Lord gives strength. Gives. You don't have to buy. Gives strength to His people." His people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. We see here the Lord is the source of true strength and peace. Now I have no doubt that some of you sitting here are in great need of God's strength right now. Some of us are dealing with grief, with uncertainty some of us are confused about our future, some of us are dealing with serious health issues, some of us are dealing with difficult situations, some of us are dealing with parental challenges in this season of our lives. Some of us are dealing with overwhelming temptation. That something that started as a bless is transforming into a curse. Some of us are dealing with doubt, some of us are dealing with depression, some of us are even dealing with success. And pride is sneaking in. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And sometimes we're just not sure how to overcome. And in this this is not a time of weakness and vulnerability in your life. Then you, guess what? Eventually you will be tested in this area. So you're going to be sitting right here and saying, I'm all good, pastor. This message is not for me. Then, you know what? Lodge it in your heart and get ready because it's coming. Because we go through seasons, cycles, and circles for our growth. Growth is not linear like a graph. Growth is like, growth is like an upward spiral. And sometimes you think you go into circles, but by small degrees, you're elevated. By small degrees, and you just feel like, I'm in the circle again, but you don't realize that the path is three degrees every week, one degree. Sometimes you go back down, but sometimes you go back up, and you see it in your responses, your reactions, and in your attentions, and your attention. Mm-hmm. See, the great news is God wants to give you his strength, so you you don't have to no longer just depend on your own power to see you through. R. W. Emerson says, the true gift is given a, per- a person a portion of thyself, thyself. So God's given you a gift; He's given you the Holy Spirit, which is a portion of Himself. That we are the temple of not visitation; we are the temple of habitation. We are the temple of God. Amen. God wants us to give us strength from the source. Romans eight eleven says. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives with you. So today I want to give you a few key things about getting God's strength. How many people need God's strength? How many people need more strength? Can I hear an amen? So today I'm going to give you two pillars and five steps. I'm going to give you the two pillars first. The first thing is we need to know about God's strength. Second thing is we need to, we need to, what we need to do to receive God's strength. And I'm going to give you five steps that all start with the letter A. Affirm God's power and his presence. Two, admit your own weaknesses. Three, align yourself with God's will. Four, ask God for the power that you need. Five, Act right now out of obedience to God. And after service, we have bookmarks. And in the, in the bookmarks, the back of the bookmarks, uh, you will have each step. So whatever book you're reading, you could dedicate a day, Monday, I'm gonna focus on affirming God's power. Tuesday, I'm gonna focus on admitting our own weaknesses. And you have your next step right here with your bookmarks that you'll be taking home after I preach. So let's get right to the first pillar. What do we need to know about God's strength? First thing we need to know is he's a powerful God. The theological term to describe God's strength is omnipotent. It means that anything in the universe that can be accomplished by power, God can bring it about. Now you may be thinking, that's nothing new. I know God's powerful, but it's one thing to know but it's another thing to grow in that knowledge. It's another thing to grow in that knowledge. That's why when you see certain people marry 15 to 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, that love grows because they really know that other person. It's like your children, right? You don't, your love don't weigh down. You may spend less time as they become adults and you start your career, but your love always grows. And you know everything about your child. And we need to learn about God's strength. And we need to make it a lifelong passion to study. And not just study alone, but study as an aspect of our life, theology. Because our theology shifts our psychology and our physiology. It shifts the way we, our worldview. It shifts our perspective. It shifts our paradigm. It shifts the way we stand, the way we walk, the way we experience things, the way we experience and receive bad news. It brings a shift to our life. So we know that He's a powerful God, but then we have to also always have this revelation that He's an empowering God. He's powerful, but He loves to empower us. He's powerful, he's strong, but he also says, I want to share my power with you. I want to give you the power to deal with the things that come up in your life. In other words, not only is God all powerful, but he wants to grant us access to this power and strength in time of need. Nothing is too big for my God to accomplish, and nothing is too little for him to use in accomplishing it. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Now, we often hear God is great, God is good. Now, the greatness of God is more like horizontal, right? God God covers everything. God is great. If the earth moves this way, 100 feet, we freeze. If it moves this way, 100 feet, we fry. You know, God has everything in order. God is great. But if God is good, it's vertical. God is good to you. God is good to us. God gives us access to his power access to uncommon patience access to grace it doesn't mean our life is going to be perfect that we're not going to be without flaws or we're not going to be without hard times or people in our family are not going to die or we're not going to get laid off but in the midst of the cycles and seasons of life we have access to God's power but what stops many Christians and Christ followers is that they get amnesia to the anointing, and that's why I'm telling you Grow in this revelation, grow in this illumination, grow in this information, grow in this impartation, grow in this inspiration. The Bible says, Jesus says that if you are the power, you have to be childlike in your faith. Yeah. Because the oceanic, intergalactic power and experience of God yeah. cannot be completely comprehended with our teacup mind. So that's why we just need childlike faith. Because you got faith in the light. You, not everyone here can break down the power of electricity and why when you hit the switch the light goes on, but you have faith. You sit on the chair, that many of us test the chair. It oh. <laughs> can down. That's why when we ah, call it, we put so much faith. That's when the light goes out, right? Huh? The light! We a About a hundred light bulbs, right? And, wait when the light goes on, there's no expectations it's just when, and when it goes out it's, it's and a lot of times when God blesses us, oh, it worked <laughs> and then we need to be childlike in our faith and our approach to God's greatness and God's goodness, see without his greatness maintaining the order of the universe, the galaxies would be like a junkyard right, it would be like planets bumping into each other comments bumping into everything. It would be a cosmic mess without the greatness of God. And without his goodness, we would feel helpless and hopeless consistently. Now, there's a little prayer. I never really prayed this prayer when I was little, but many of you may have about the greatness and goodness of God. It goes like this. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. By his hand we are all fed. Give us our daily bread. Right? You are deeper than me if you prayed that when you were little. <laughs> but it was a prayer about that. And this simple prayer celebrates two attributes of God, his transcendence and his imminence. His transcendence means that his greatness is beyond our comprehension and his imminence describes his nearness to us. The greatness of Almighty God sends us to our knees in humility, but the goodness of God lifts us back up, brings us to our feet, and lifts our heads in jubilant praise. Have you guys ever seen the Praise Break video from Instagram? There's a video, right? And this, the sister of the Lord, she pulls over her car, and she's blasting a diamond curtain in, and, this we need a and it's why I need a Bible. She pulls out her car, opens the door, and she starts dancing to the Lord fall back <laughs> raise yourself in the spirit rose in the Holy Ghost Actually, that's just supposed to the stupidest word the motto but she took a praise break, see the greatness of God makes us think, the greatness of God humbles us, the greatness of God brings brokenness, but the goodness of God brings joy and yeah. praise oh, yeah. and worship and excitement and expectation yeah. See, when you have a, a prize for the goodness of God, you can eat your top ramen. knowing way, this is just temporary. The filet and is coming. I said, let me bless this top ramen with some hot sauce. <laughs> You know, me and Sister used to do it. We were in, like, in Bible School in California. We would get top ramen, and we would get 99 cents worth of chicken on the boat. I the end not like to mess with the bone. I got some issues with eating chicken on the bone, but that's for another third session. Um, and she would straighten that out of the way up, dice it up, right? Get some like a pepper for 50 cents, cut that pepper, up, and put it in the top round. Yeah. And she loved me so much, she only put half the seasoning because she was concerned about my salt and <laughs> But we made it happy because we had a vision. And you know what the vision? It's come to pass because you are the vision that we had. That we will have a church one day. So the goodness of God helps you live live with your head up. See, the revelation of Jesus grows in our heart when we expand our knowledge and understanding of the one who is above everything. That Jesus came down, God himself came down, and humbled himself for our reconciliation. Can I hear an amen? And reconciliation is a sign of love and maturity. Right, I know for the people who work in the school, right, and if you ever work in a middle school or a high school, if one girl is crying, then you're gonna have ten girls around. i all great! I am. Then they'll make a caravan and take it to the girls' bathroom. <laughs> and then one will run out to get another girl, and one will run out to get a teacher, one will run out to get a nurse, and then, and why? Because true friendship, you want to see reconciliation. Wow. Mm. You, want, you don't want to see your friends. You want to see your friends reconciled, whether it's a parent, whether it's a loved one, wherever it is. And God came down on earth as man, as Jesus for our reconciliation. Yes. And thank God that he uses his greatness not to destroy us, but to save us. That in his goodness is not a reason to reject us, but a reason God reached out to us. All right, so we grow in our knowledge of God's strength and God's goodness. Now let me give you some steps. How do we receive God's strength? Now, I don't always like formulaic messages, right? Oh, all you got to do is A, B, C, and B, and your life is awesome. And they all start with the letter A. (laughs) But I do want to give you some principles, right? I just want to give you some principles. This is not the end or B or receiving God's strength. But I just want to... Plant some seeds, some thoughts into your mind, into your spirit. The first step is this. Affirm God's power and his presence. Often when we're feeling weak, is because we have forgotten that we serve an omnipotent God. And he has this amazing track record to come through for his, his children. But our amnesia affects our anointing. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 16, 11 through 12, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continuously. Remember, somebody said, remember. Yeah. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he has uttered. We have to remember. Re- remember. Bring it back together. Remember God's goodness and God's greatness. Amen. And we have to affirm and we have to confess before we can possess. And we have to affirm in our spirit and confess in our spirit that God is great. Joshua 1.9 says, now check this out. God says, I have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever, wherever you go. I let, God says, I have I not commanded you? Strength and courage is a commandment. We look at it as an option. Oh, I don't feel like being strong and courageous. Oh! <laughs> so there. I'm grown. I'm American. But there's an expectation from the throne room of heaven that we affirm, that we seek, and that we operate in strength and in courage. Can I hear an amen? Amen. God saying here to Joshua, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed. God can embolden you and strengthen you just as He did Gideon, Peter, Paul, Deborah. Affirm God's power and presence in your life. Accept them as an ever present reality. The second step is this admit your own weaknesses. Admit your own weaknesses. My grace is sufficient for you, and may power be perfect in your weakness. You know, one time Jesus w- was in the temple, and there was a man with a shriveled hand, and Jesus said, take out your hand. And the man released his shriveled hand and was healed in the presence of the Lord. For one of the courageous things about this man is that he wasn't really supposed to be in the temple. See, so, so, some of the temples had priests, that were, rabbis, that were really strict about no crippled people in the presence of God. Right? So now is he there on the DL, on the Kiki Lolo for his miracle, and he has his hand hidden, but Jesus says, stick out your hand. Now, if this man did not have faith, if he would have stuck out his uh, handicap hand and not got healed, he would have been escorted out of the temple. Mm. Mm. Now, Maybe me, in operating a fear. I might have stuck on my good head. Oh, right, you I don't want to I'm you know, for, for, for the fish fry after service. Right? But this man had faith. he right? stuck so his bad head. His bad head became a good head. See, sometimes you got to get in the presence of God and present your weaknesses. Oh. Say, God, touch you. Strengthen (laughs) this Lord. Admit your weaknesses. (laughs) Your weaknesses for fried fish, amen? No, but admit your weaknesses. Depend on God's strength. Depend on his strength. That's where brokenness comes. We don't get our breakthrough because sometimes we're not broken in his spirit. God can't break through to our life because our pride blocks him. We have to admit our weaknesses to God. We have to come to the place of confession. I cannot do it without you. Listen, we are not perfect. You see, Pastor Ann, I'm a saint, but I'm not always an angel. I don't like that one. (laughs) (laughs) But Noah got drunk. Abraham lied about his wife. Sarah laughed at God. Jacob was a deceiver. Moses was a murderer. Rahab was a harlot. Gideon was fearful. Jephthah made a foolish vow. Samson had serious problems with lust and anger. Eli failed as a father. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Solomon married a woman who turned his heart away. Elijah struggled with depression. Jonah ran away. Peter denied Christ. Paul argued with Barnabas. Barnabas compromised the gospel. James and John wanted a special seat in the kingdom. And all the apostles argued about who's the greatest. But regardless of all that mess, God can bless. Yeah. If we confess, bars. Right. Um, so we have to learn to admit our weaknesses in the presence of God. God works in our lives. We, when we admit we are weak and we remember these confessions, that's why you got to study the Bible. I, I put it on Facebook. There's a free Dallas Theological Seminary. is giving free classes on the book of John. Study God's word. Study God's word. Have a, a, a doctrine in your mind. Because once you study God's word, you realize this, that you realize I am forgiven. God has removed my debts. I am justified. God has changed my state. I am regenerated. God has transformed my heart. I am reconciled. God has become my friend. I am adopted. God has changed my cosmic family. I am redeemed. God has changed my ownership. And I am sanctified. God has changed my behavior. Because when you change your belief, you change your behavior. Amen. We have to have true possessions of these confessions with a humble heart, a mission of weakness takes humility. Somebody say humility. Humility. That's why the great ones are humble before God and confident before men. And too many Christians are humiliated humiliated before men and prideful before God. Humility humility is not minimizing your gifts or ability. Humility, Humility is knowing what God wants and going after it for all it's worth, admitting your weaknesses, your failure, and your mistakes along the way. Step three, align yourself with God's will. God's power is not like some electrical outlet that we need to be plugged in and receive power. Um, God's power kind of works that way, but it works through relationship connectivity. The book of John chapter 15, verse five, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Far far apart from me, you could do nothing. We need to be connected to Christ. We need to align ourselves with the sweet spot of God, with God's will. One day on New Year's Eve, the Tournament of Roses Parade, right? You, you ever see the Rose Bowl parade in Pasadena? A beautiful float suddenly sputtered and quit. It was out of gas. The whole parade was held up. It's someone who can get a can of gas. Now the amusing thing is that the float represented Standard Oil Company. With all his vast oil resources, the truck was out of gas. Often Christians neglect their daily spiritual maintenance, and even though they say they walk clothed in power, they find themselves out of gas, because daily we have to align ourselves with God's will. That's why Jesus says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all of these things, the kids of the world world, will be added. The things you need, not just not want, but the things you need will be added to you. Seek ye first, priority. Right? Seek ye seek. It means not just like, oh God, I love you. I'll wake it up. It's really early. No, that's not seeking. You have to seek God. You have to seek God. You have to seek God. You have to seek God first. And His kingdom and His righteousness. His kingdom is that God's the King and we're his servants, and we live in God's dominion, king's dominion, kingdom, and in in his righteousness, being right standing with God, that we seek, we seek to remember the revelation that though we are American, though we're African American, though we're Hispanic, though we're Caucasian, though we live in North America, though we're human beings, though we're earthlings, all these identities, but the first thing to do is, I am a spiritual spiritual citizen of heaven, and God is my king. You realize this stuff. Before you say, I work for this terrible I work for this school, I work for this management company, I work for this construction, for this storage, I, I go to this school, before you say that, say, I am a servant of the most high God. You have to realign yourself because there's a fight for your identity. Your boss wants you to identify with the job. Your ethnic people wants you to identify with being this and being that. You're, everybody wants you to, to be down with their tribe. But the first thing to do is before I'm associated with this tribe, this tribe, this job, this school, this family, I am a child of God. Yeah. And that I seek to be in right standing with God once I know I'm a right standing with God I can walk with confidence before man step four we're ready to dismiss ask God for the power you need people have not because they ask not book of James chapter 4 verse 2 God is waiting for us to ask there's not a supply problem there's a demand problem a lot of kneeling will keep you in good standing. He who kneels before God can stand before anyone. We have to learn to ask God. So you come to a point during the day where you have to come to God and say, God, I know you are powerful, and I know you are present in my life. I can't do this on my own. God, I need your help. No matter where you're at, you're going to the hospital, you're going to visit a doctor, You're introducing something new to your family. Whatever it is, having a hard day at work, you have to say, God, I know you're powerful. I know you're here, right? Greatness, goodness, right? Admitting you can't do it without admission, affirming, acknowledging, asking. And God, I need your strength right now. I need your strength right now. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And number five, act Act right now out of obedience to God. Faith it till you make it. Even if you don't feel the power. Right? You know, God's power is not always like Red Bull. Like, oh, that kick, did it. <laughs> sometimes it's a natural impartation, A natural, uh, a gradual d- indwelling. A gradual strengthening. And sometimes you don't physically feel it or you don't psychologically click. Right? But nevertheless, if you act in obedience to it, if you act as if, if you're walking in faith, God can meet you in that place with power. But you have to redefine power. You have to define power God's way. And trust God. God's power is not always like, oh, you know, my everything's just going to work out, damn Sometimes you're still with a struggle, but he's gonna give you the strength to struggle. Or sometimes you're still going a struggle, but he's gonna connect you with somebody else, a mentor. And that mentor might not dress like you, talk like you, or attend church, but he could hook you up with a mentor to help you avoid, because we learn from mistakes of mentors. And sometimes he'll hook you up with a mentor to help you avoid certain mistakes. And that mentor might be in your life for just a season. You might not even like that mentor. That mentor might be a supervisor. That mentor might be an overseer in the department. That mentor might be somebody that's a little weird. You know, one time David, I have to say this, one time David came back from a victory, and he went back, and everybody's wife and children were gone, and his men, the mighty men of David, were thinking about stoning him. Mm. And the Bible says that David refreshed himself in the Lord, and in the path, and then he prayed, and he sought God, he had a prophetic indication from God. He walked out that prophecy, walked it out by faith, and he met an Egyptian, a mm-hmm. runaway slave, and he gave him some fake news, some fake cake, and he talked to him, and he got some powerful intel from him. Now, <clears throat> imagine if David was so self-absorbed and uh, righteous that he would be like, I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want to talk to them. He would never want to have victory. The source that I came from an uncommon source. Mm -hmm. So sometimes God's strength is your ability to open your eyes and see sources of wisdom and sources of information and inspiration all around you. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. So we have to learn to act out of obedience. All right. We're going to finish up now. These are the five steps. They all begin with the letter A. I hope they're easy for you to remember. I hope you take the bookmark home. Maybe in the future, there will be something you need to pull out. More than likely, in some area of your life, you need to operate in these five steps. Now, as God looks at you at this moment as an individual, what does he see? Does he see someone who is timid, afraid, cowardly? Does he see someone who's beaten down by life? Does he see someone who's under incredible weight of pressure in life at the point that you feel like you're cracking? Does he see someone who readily gives in to temptation and doesn't even put up a fight anymore? Does he see someone who knows what to do the right thing but cannot bring themselves to do it? Does he see someone who has faith? What does God see when he looks at you right now? So you need to know and understand that God does not just see you for who you are. God sees you for who you will become. Amen. Not just looking at you, but looking through you. If day by day you walk in these five steps and you receive God's strength and God's power, follow in the path he has for your life, consider the possibilities because you know what? God has. All right before I call it Pete, the sermon in two tweets, right? 240 characters, two, two sentences, the sermon in two, two, two tweets. And maybe Brother Pete can give out the um, bookmarks real quick. The sermon in two tweets, number one, how your understanding of the greatness and goodness of God helps you cope and conquer. Tweet number two, the great news is that God wants to give you his gift of strength, so you're no, no longer depending on your own power to see you through. So what's the next step? What's your homework? Step one, download this sermon on the the SoundCloud website. We can email it to you. Listen to the sermon during the week. Step two, take the bookmarks and dedicate one day each week to meditate on one of the steps. Monday, affirm God's power. Tuesday, admit your own weakness. Wednesday, align yourself with God's will. Thursday, ask God for the power that you need. Friday, act right now out of obedience. And use wisdom. If money comes and you need God's power, oh, I can't ask today, because it's Monday. (laughs) These are just triggers for devotion, but you can operate in them concurrently, consecutively, any way you want. Let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray that you help us understand your greatness and goodness, that you will help us cope and conquer. Father, I pray that we will walk in the revelation that you want to Give us the gift of strength, that we should no longer depend on our own power to see us through, but depend on you. May we do everything in the natural, and may we trust you for the super, and may we live supernatural, fruitful lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to another message brought to you by Victory Outreach North Brooklyn. For more information about our ministry and available sermons, please visit www.vonorthbrooklyn.org. Always remember that God is in control and here at Victory Outreach North Brooklyn, you too can discover the difference that Jesus makes.